welcome to episode 18 of The Playground Project with me, your host, Tanya Pomerantz. I am so excited to welcome you to The Playground, but before we get going, I wanted to invite you to follow me on Instagram at PuddleJumpCoaching001. I also want to give a special shout out to one of my Instagram followers, the lovely Donnie May. That's spelled D-A-W-N-I-E-M-M-A-Y. Joining me on the playground today is an incredibly intelligent, accomplished, and goal-oriented man who was a colleague of mine when I was working at OCSO. Please meet the amazing Mohammed Khalid Nassimi. Hello there, Mohammed Khalid Nassimi. I am so happy to welcome you to the playground with us today. And before we continue, I'm just going to give uh, the listeners an opportunity to kind of understand your background, which is really exciting and full. And this is from your LinkedIn profile. And you say, I am coming from a diverse background with over 20 years of the multidisciplinary field of expertise. My expertise is international development policy, sustainable development, multi-stakeholder engagement, project management and evaluation, capacity building, and environmental education and advocacy. I have served as a research assistant, settlement and integration counselor, chief of staff, and spokesperson. So why don't you tell us what that last part is, chief of staff and spokesperson for? Yeah, thank you so much, uh, Tonio, for having me today. I was working as a chief of staff and a spokesperson of National Environmental Protection Agency of Afghanistan. Uh, we have similar institution uh, in Canada. It's ECCC, Environment Climate Change Canada. We have similar institution in Afghanistan called NEPA, National Environmental Protection Agency, which is a regulatory body and responsible for all environment and, uh, environmental and climate change related policies, regulations, everything related to the climate change and environmental issues. That was the last uh, <laughs> portion. That's that's a lot. And so you're from Afghanistan? Yes, I'm uh, uh, from Afghanistan, correct. Okay. How long have you been in Ottawa? I came Ottawa in 2018. Five years ago. Yes. And so one of the things as a career development practitioner that I like to do is I like to kind of go back to high school because I find that that's when a lot of people kind of started thinking about what they wanted to do and kind of started down a path, maybe sometimes. So what was high school like in Afghanistan for you? We are a generation that we raise and we grow in fight and conflict. We didn't raised in a peaceful environment and there wasn't a regulated in a structure or a structure to guide us to the to the future pathway when i was at high school that was the first time that the taliban took power and that was very dark days because no one imagined that the taliban will will take power in afghanistan we i was living in Kabul, the capital, when the Taliban took over, 
we skipped and we went to the north of Afghanistan. There I studied, uh, I went to high school, I finished high school there. There was a lot of problem, there was lack of educational material, there wasn't enough uh, book, notebook. Uh, with, with so many difficulties, I, I finished high school. And during that time, I never imagined that one day I will study, for example, at Carlton University at mm-hmm. IDP, International Development Policy. On that time, uh, I finished high school, then I went to Al-Biruni uh, University, which was in Kapisa uh, province. I went to Concour exam, there is an exam. Uh, the system in Afghanistan is, is a little different. Uh, in comparison uh, to Canada. In Afghanistan, when when a student graduates from high school, all the students who want to pursue their education further, they must pass uh, an exam called Concours. And according to the mark that the student gets, they will go to that specific college or universities. On that time, for the first time I went to Concours exam, and I got, I never forgot that 818 mark. Uh, I think the highest mark was 840. And I went to engineering faculty. I went there for almost six months. Then the Taliban took that province and we skipped to Panjshir Valley. Uh, I was there for, uh, for almost three, four months. Uh, then most of our classmates went to Badakhshan province and uh, they switched to different faculties according uh, to their marks. Uh, but I, I wasn't able to go to Badakhshan. Then I came back to Kabul under the Taliban regime and I participated to the concourse exam again and I studied pharmacy and totally a different field. Uh, mm-hmm. I finished pharmacy and that was a very interesting uh, period of my life because I was living in a hostel and uh, during my tenure as a student at, uh, at the uh, health related uh, science. That was very difficult because uh, I was alone there and I my family was uh, in, in uh, north of Afghanistan. I live there and I grow there uh, with so many difficulties. The, the food quality was very, very poor and uh, I, I don't have enough money to even for, for eating. But I, I studied with, uh, with very high grades. Overall, my all marks was 98% during, oh all, all, uh, during that, that, uh, that period. Uh, because I was I was studying, I don't have any other other uh, uh, job I <laughs> studying, and I was studying with with passion. I love uh, on that time I loved chemistry, and mm. most of most of pharmacy uh, subjects are related to the to the chemistry, like uh, pharmacy, chemic, pharmacy, uh, galenic, pharmacology all medicines you know that was very interesting for me so i came from high school till finishing pharmacy and then i uh, i <laughs> i i worked uh, with the ministry of public health for a while 
generally I, I didn't like pharmacy that much. And I went again to, to the concord exam and I studied, I passed the concord exam and I uh, went to journalism and communication faculty. Uh, I was working and studying uh, at, the, at the Kabul University. I finished journalism in 2009, and then I joined uh, National Environmental Protection Agency as a public servant. That was the beginning of a new chapter of my life. During my uh, tenure as a chief of uh, staff and a spokesperson of uh, that agency, uh, I learned a lot about the environmental uh, diplomacy, about the environmental and climate change related issues. I participated in so many international conferences in relation to the climate change and uh, environmental issue. I participate as a head of delegation, deputy head of delegation, member of delegation. I support the director general of the, the NEPA in most international uh, uh, climate change uh, conferences. We participate in many COPs, a conference of the parties, which Afghanistan was a member of those uh, parties. Uh, I went to so many countries. That was a very well uh, experience. I learned a lot and I experienced uh, so many new things during that time. Then in 2000, uh, I, I was there till uh, 2013. Of, after that time, I, I came to, to Canada in 2013, and that was a new chapter also in my life, which was a new experience living in a Western country. Uh, there is so many differences between, uh, uh, between being a visitor uh, mm -hmm. or a participant in a conference in a Western country and living as a resident of a Western country. So many differences. And uh, I, I learn a lot and I uh, live with, with difficulty, but uh, I had the passion one day I will, I will settle here and I, I will bring my family, which I did uh, successfully. Uh, my, my kids, are, all of them are going to school. My oldest son, just he graduated from high school yesterday oh congratulations uh, yes and my uh, oldest daughter she is in uh, uh, grade 11 she's going to graduate uh, hopefully next year so i sacrifice everything for their well-being they are doing well so far good yeah wow you know i have I've been taking notes and I have questions, so many questions. So one question is, as a career development practitioner, right? This is an employment counselor. I'm wondering, how do you find a job in Afghanistan? Like in, in, in Canada, it's, and especially Ottawa, it's very much networking and, and having kind of conversations with people to try to find out about opportunities. What's it like over there? The, the system is not that much different you know the the human connection uh, and being connected with uh, individual who works uh, in an environment uh, or in a organization that you are planning to work uh, of course it has its own impact 
but at the meantime, the knowledge, the background, and the experience that the, the candidate has is the most determining uh, factors mm -hmm. uh, in employment. On that time that I was uh, a candidate, uh, before there was a, a commission, a public servant uh, commission, they mm -hmm. were uh, responsible for all public uh, servant-related uh, jobs, and they were conducting mm -hmm. exam, interview exams like uh, getting the applications and shortlisting, interviewing with uh, four or five top candidates and selecting one of the most successful candidate among uh, among five or four, whatever. Uh, but in Canada also it's it's similar to to that. But still, I'm in the process of uh, getting used to the culture, uh, to mm -hmm. the system. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm working currently as a settlement counselor at UCSO, but my plan is to enter to the federal government because I have a background working in Afghanistan government. Uh, mm -hmm. Hopefully. There was some barriers, uh, but this is normal for all immigrants uh, who uh, who uh, has a different background. Which security, for example, security clearance or, or French language. Uh, when I was studying at Carlton, yeah, the, we had a co-op program, and mm -hmm. on that co-op program, only citizens were eligible to apply. On that time, I was oh. PR which was a, a big barrier. I wasn't able to go through that pathway. But most of my classmates who were Canadians and who born here, who uh, knew French and who had the Canadian citizenship, and they were eligible to apply for that. But that was a big barrier for me. I know most of my classmates currently mm -hmm. working with different federal government uh, institution, but I wasn't able to pursue through that pathway, but I'm hopeful. Uh, I try my best to enter the task for task force uh, in the federal government. I'm optimistic about that. Well, optimism is so such a, a crucial element in career development. And as you're talking, I'm writing down the name of another person who I'm going to reach out to and connect you to. Thank you. So, so I'm looking at this and engineering, pharmacy, journalism and communications. You have a, a really eclectic background and a lot of transferable skills. Yeah. Now, uh, again, lots of questions. You said that there's a big difference between being here as a visitor and being here as a resident. Can you give some, you know, our listeners kind of some examples? Because I find that this is really helpful to people who may not have the perspective or or the honor or the opportunity to talk with people that have um, emigrated here from other places. Yeah, I think... Uh... Uh, like uh, in my personal, in my own personal experience, when I was uh, traveling abroad from Afghanistan, most of my uh, visits uh, were official. Like everything was organized mm -hmm. 
I had a ticket and when I hmm. reached to that destination, someone was at the airport with my name tag and the hotel was already reserved and <laughs> like my daily visit schedule was already full with the meetings and participation in conference uh, and meetings. But when you live in a country and you have to do everything on your own and mm. it is tough and you have to start it from the scratch. Uh, when I came uh, here, uh, most people told me that the Canadian system does not recognize any international uh, education. You have to start from high school. You have to go back to high school. You have to study high school. I said, no, it's it's very difficult for me because I, I studied uh, so many uh, different faculties. And mm -hmm. for me, mentally and psychologically, it's very difficult to go back to high school, even if there was a path to pursue my further education, I would do that. But, uh, you know, the people that I was connected on that time, they don't have updated information about the system uh, here. Mm. I applied at the Carlton University and the uh, graduate faculty told me to evaluate my uh, educational document through the West World Education Services. Mm -hmm. uh, I applied online and I paid the fee, everything. Then uh, Wes uh, emailed me that we are not able to evaluate your educational document because you studied, like I studied uh, from 2005 till 2009. And exactly Wes, are, Wes is not evaluating all the students during that period. Uh, um, um, uh, they sent me an email. I print that email and I went back to the to the uh, graduate uh, faculty of hmm. university. Then they gave me an alternative, which was to send my educational document in institution to in institution, meaning directly from Kabul University to Carlton University. I did that, and then they accept my educational document. I I passed the test. They required an English proficiency test. Uh, and also there was a, a few prerequisite courses and finally mm -hmm. I got admission so the thing is you know if there is a well there is a way mm -hmm. I had a well and mm -hmm. I found the way if I believe the first person that mm -hmm. he told me there is no way you have to go to high school and you have to start from the scratch then I wasn't yeah. able to find this pathway. And mm -hmm. I always tell the newcomers here that the, the most important thing is we have to discover the most appropriate and the shortest way to, to, to achieve the goal that you have in your life. There are so many options, so many things, so many organizations that they offer many services to the newcomers, but you have to find the most appropriate service according mm -hmm. to your background, according to your goal, according to your passion. Like there are so many factors to determine uh, where you are going in your life. Again, studying in a, a foreign language is so difficult, but fortunately I finished my education at Carlton. I got my MA in international relation 
and my specialization is uh, international development policy. My goodness, my goodness. What languages do you speak? I speak Persian and Pashto, uh, English, uh, Arabic. I understand Arabic. I can read Arabic. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I know Arabic, but I can't speak very fluently. I'm trying to learn mm. Arabic and French. That's my goal. That's quite a goal. That's amazing. Wow. And so why did you decide to move to Ottawa? Like why in, in Canada? It's beautiful. It's big. Why Ottawa? Before, when I when I came here in 2016, I was living in Toronto for two years, 2016 till 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I found an employment at Afghanistan Embassy in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And okay. I was I was working there until the Taliban took over for the second time. Uh, until August 2021. Uh, I'm one one reason was that, and the second reason I live in uh, in Toronto, uh, and I knew how things works there. Uh, I love Ottawa comparing to Toronto because Ottawa is more polite. The people in Toronto, it, it's it's a crowded city. And if you have a business, if you have a, uh, if if you need so many customers, Toronto is your city. But for the family life, for those that they have a a job, mm-hmm. they are most focused for raising kids. I think Ottawa is the best option for them. I've heard very very similar descriptions from people. So now you're working as a settlement counselor. What's a typical day like for you? I wake up early morning. I pray and I read the. Uh, some verses of Quran, some poetry. Uh, I work. Uh, I, I I go to uh, to my uh, work at nine o'clock, and uh, I check my emails. And I have a scheduled appointment daily. I meet six to seven uh, clients. I serve them whatever they are looking for. Uh, so many uh, things that the newcomers looking for, like educational document credential application, so many applications, PR, citizenship, health card, mm-hmm. child tax benefit. And uh, during uh, the day, some people call urgent, they need urgent attention. I heard them. So my days, most of the time, I'm very busy. Uh, mm. with emails, voicemails, schedules. And uh, when I when I check the clock, it's five o'clock. Mm. Wow, it's already finished another day. <laughs> it, yeah. it, the time goes very fast when, I, when I'm working. And do you strictly work with um, Afghan clients or do you work with clients from all over the world? Uh, mostly Afghans, but there is no restriction. I provide services to all newcomers, but most mm-hmm. of my clients are, are Afghans. I'm referring uh, Afghans to the West Gateway, uh, which mm-hmm. is a, a good pathway for those that they want to pursue their, uh, their education further, um, mm-hmm. or they want to get their educational document credential for for licensing or for employment i refer them to us and us uh, evaluate their uh, back home uh, educational document and 
uh, WIS gave them uh, equivalency according to the Canadian education system, which is very good for newcomers. It's a very good opportunity mm -hmm. for to find employment, to get license, to go for further education. Uh, for example, if someone graduates from environmental studies in Afghanistan, after getting the credential assessment, they can go and pursue their uh, master degree, which is very good for them. Uh, mm -hmm. So they have to meet other uh, other requirement, of course, each department and each faculty they have their own different uh, requirement they have to fulfill those requirements as well you know you do have a very busy kind of a day but what do you love about your job i think uh like personally i love helping people it's it's mm -hmm. uh, part of my personality but when i doing this as a job this is a a plus like I'm I'm doing double thing. I'm getting paid for the thing that I love to do. Mm -hmm. uh, the most important thing is as a settlement counselor, uh, I'm trying to be a heel. I'm trying to be someone to to support newcomer, to guide them, to give them this impression that everyone comes to this country, they have similar experience. One day they will become whatever they want to be because Canada is land of opportunity. There is so many opportunities and it depends to the newcomers how they pick and how they set their goal and how they are consistent on that, mm. that goal and how they manage their time and energy to achieve that. If they manage this, this is very fundamental. Wow, and I'm the words that you're saying. I, I'm I'm absorbing them because this this is fundamental for for anybody at at any stage of of life. How you manage your time and energy is foundational. So there's a lot you've shared with us, and and we really on behalf of my of our listeners, I really appreciate hearing this journey because to me, what you're doing is your you're taking what people see on the news and you are giving it a real person, a real life, a real story. And I think that this is invaluable. Thank you. So my last question, well, there's two questions. This question is what's next for you? And I'm excited to hear your answer. My goal is to help people in a, in a different uh, capacity. Like my intention is to develop more in terms of uh, language proficiency, ability to communicate in Arabic and uh, French, and also finding employment uh, in any uh, federal government uh, position. Also, I'm planning to to do the PMP exam. Uh, I'm getting readiness for that the exam. I passed the 34-hour training course for the PMP. I'm getting ready for the test. I'm very optimistic to finish the test and get the PMP certification, which is an, uh, uh, another uh, candidate for project management because I have uh, experience in managing projects, but I have to get the certification as a proof. Right. You've got to get the paper. Yes. 
Yeah. So, uh, well, my goodness, my gosh, you are uh, an extraordinarily busy person. And this will just kind of add to your marketability. I, I think that for you, it's just a question of making sure you get to connect with people because you're, you're a very smart person and you're, you're very motivated and you've demonstrated a lot of initiative, resilience, a, a real growth mindset. Like, like you're fabulous. You know, I'm, I'm a huge, big fan of yours. And I think you're probably going to have quite a few new fans as people listen to this story that you've shared. My final question for you, my friend, is do you have uh, a particular quote or or anything like that that kind of motivates you, inspires you? Yes. Motivation is, 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 is Rumi, uh, mm-hmm. Jalaluddin Muhammad Rumi, uh, widely known as a Rumi. And he is one of uh, the most, celebrated greatest musical poet of all the time uh, his poetry composed in persian and uh, he's a cultural and transboundary poet he he's the one that uh, gives me energy i will uh, share one of uh, my favorite quote from him which says in this earth in this soil in this pure field, let's not plant any seed other than seeds of compassion and love. That's beautiful. Yes. Wow. I'm feeling this quote, and uh, that's very special. Muhammad Khalid Nasimi, you are amazing, and I really appreciate you taking the time and playing out here with us on the playground and and sharing your story. I can't wait to see the next step for you. And I can't wait, as a taxpayer, I can't wait for you to be part of the government and contribute your strengths and your skills and your aptitudes to make Canada an even, an even better place. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me today, Tanya. Much appreciate it. Okay. You take good care, and I I will see you soon, okay? Thank you. Thank you so much, Mohamed Khalid. You have shared your career journey with us, and you have also given us some insights about life and education in Afghanistan. For the listener who may not know a lot about different school structures in different parts of the world, this may have been a really enlightening conversation. We learned that Afghanistan's Ministry of Higher Education has an entrance exam, the CANCOR, which is needed for nearly all public universities in the country. Muhammad Khalid demonstrated his resiliency, determination, drive, motivation, focus, loyalty, and perseverance. He and his family have come to Canada, and he is determined to add value, the magic he brings to the world, to the Canadian Federal Public Service. And as a taxpayer, I feel optimistic that he will be able to continue to contribute to the Canadian family and make Canada an even richer country for everyone. He also introduced us to a beautiful quote from Rumi. In this earth, in this soil, in this pure field, let's not plant any seed other than seeds of compassion and love. I'm so grateful to have worked with Muhammad Khalid, and I know that together, as a community, we will continue to plant the seeds of compassion and love to make our world a better place for everyone. 
Thank you so much for hanging out on the playground with us today. I am excited about next week's mystery guest, and until then, I invite you to follow me on Instagram at PuddleJumpCoaching001. I'm also working on a newsletter, so please be on the lookout for that. Wishing you a fabulous week ahead. Until next time, when we will jump into the future together. Music